Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Welcome into Three Dudes with a View, Wednesday edition. <clears throat> We're going to talk about just about everything, I think. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how are you? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how you doing? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews, how are you? Good morning. Welcome to Foggy Columbia. You know, where I wake up, I can see the courthouse top, you know, and all the fog. And I was, it looks like a Civil War morning, you know, where it looks like maybe the smoke from whatever's coming in. It really looks like an old time picture out there. Y'all don't care about that. Tom Price would. I think he would understand what I'm saying. No, I hear you. Yeah, it looks like it. It's got that visual. It's cool. Very nice. Did it's you have fog coming for in? drivers this morning, so those folks out there that's driving, be careful and get, maintain your distances. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. York, it was, it was hard to see when I was pulling out. <clears throat> okay, what have we got going? Did, okay, go ahead, Debbie. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just following your lead. What are we going to talk about, Del? Well, you told me that one of these uh, battery plants to make the lithium-ion batteries for automobiles caught fire in France. I didn't catch that. What, oh, uh, it's uh, it was a huge explosion. I, I, I posted the video of it going up on my Facebook page night before last. So if anyone wants to look at it, you can go to my Facebook page. But, yeah, they had the whole battery plant went up. It was huge. So I'm not sure what caused that. Of course, putting out a lithium battery fire is difficult. So they burn it to two to three thousand degrees. Basically. Yeah. Um, so the video is posted on my Facebook page. So it like it was, all the fires in California at refineries, they burn too. Everything burns, but uh, you know, I think when during the hurricane, firefighters had a horrible problem in Florida, South Mississippi, and Louisiana on these Teslas or other battery-operated cars that they just could not get the fire out. You know, it took sometimes 24 hours to get a car fire out. So it's an interesting process, and it's something we need, as a community need to be aware of since we got a big battery plant now on the north side of town. Something They'll just have to invent some new chemicals to deal with it, like everything else that comes out new. Yeah, the state of Wyoming, folks, though, is outlawing electric vehicles and uh, among the issues they cite is uh, is the fire hazard and they also uh, cite that uh, one of the reasons they're outlawing electric vehicles is they say that there's been no um, there's been no method to date to uh, develop to safely dispose of the used batteries well they're not a a highly populated area you know you're not going you're not going to injure a whole lot of people out there in wyoming because all you got is prairie and tumbleweeds well that's true but i think it's uh, as far as i can tell it is true that there's everybody i've asked is that there's no method to safely dispose of the um 
the used batteries. Yeah. Well, this somebody will come up with something, no doubt. About American ingenuity is amazing. They'll come up with something to dispose these batteries in the waste. They look like they've done everything except plastic. They're still working on plastic. But uh, there's American ingenuity, uh, uh, international ingenuity that comes up with a way to dispose of stuff. Now, whether it kills the planet 400 years later or not, we don't know. But somebody will come up with something. It just seems a little crazy to be mandating this stuff mm-hmm. when, nobody's, well, when nobody's come up with something yet. It's an agenda. You know, there was a whole city in Texas that was contaminated by a battery plant, and they've just settled their lawsuit. So, yeah, we may come up with something, but at what expense? And how many cities? There's an oil refinery that contaminates uh, communities in Louisiana, and they've never come to a resolution on how to deal with it. A refinery that continues to pollute and create the high incidence of cancer in Louisiana. This was, uh, is it Exide, Texas, I guess? It's where they did the recycling plant. It closed after 48 years due to environmental uh, poisoning of the city so you can read that as well we just want to make sure that we're not speeding into the abyss first thing yeah and mr york your equivocation is interesting but it nevertheless though oil we know how to deal with we've got proven technologies there to deal with oil and natural gas we've got proven technologies to deal with oil and natural gas disasters we've got proven technologies to dispose uh, safely or clean up oil and their natural gas, dispose of and recycle uh, uh, gasoline-powered vehicles, proven technologies. But what I'm saying, Delk, is that the proven technologies that you talk about is creating health, high incidence of health risks in certain communities across the nation, and nobody's been able to stop it. So, you know, proven technologies is one thing, but when it causes a health has it to the public and continues for years and years and years though doesn't seem sure like I, anybody's doing anything about it i just don't you know again though i think you're living in 1968 back when we had uh lead uh, lead burning no we're living in current current times now there's well, the, programs and, and stuff that comes on periodically about the louisiana plants that continue to pollute and create a high incidence of cancer in that, those communities. So you're for gas stoves being eliminated too, Jim? Nobody's eliminating gas stoves, Debbie. You, you come up with some of the weirdest stuff I've ever heard of. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's been a national conversation, Jim, and it talks about the the, the uh, lung issues because you're near a gas stove. Same thing that they're talking about when it comes to gas cars. So I want to know, are you eliminating your gas stove? I'm not eliminating anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, they, yeah, and, and Mr. York, though, that's the thing is about the left and the Democratic Party is every time they come up with another Looney Tune idea, I mean, the first reflex, even from people like you, is to say, oh, that'll never happen, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, let me let me tell you something. It all The thing is, it always does. <laughs> I mean, it uh, always does. Tell, well, name you, one thing that's happened that was, was said well, that was a looney tune well, that's this, happened. This, okay, well, this has happened. The, this state of, the state of New York has eliminated any new construction or new restaurants to use gas stoves. That occurred this week. 
And Jeff. I'm not necessarily talking about it comes to fruition, but it does become mainstream leftist democratic thought dogma. And, and that's uh, just like something that's else just the like GOP complaining you know, well, about just something else. No, the, wine, wine, the governor wine, of New York wine. has you know, outlawed gas stoves in any new construction or restaurants. This has happened this week. And this the, is not the, conjecture. And the and the 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 the, the folks that uh, want to uh, stop the use of the term pedophilia and instead call pedophiles minor attracted persons have found a home in the Democratic Party. That will be oh, that will be as prevalent. The, there, all uh, the pedophiles seem to be in the Republican Party, if that, you ask me. Well, that will be as prevalent in the Democratic Party as all this trans well, stuff is now. Then let's go to this article, LBGTQ. Activist couple arrested for raping special needs adopted sons, making homemade child porn, and pimping the boys out to pedophiles. This happened in Atlanta, and it broke yesterday, Jim. Okay, so these we, weren't so GOP what, so what? people. That's just something that's happening in society, Debbie. We got more pedophiles and rapists in this state than ever in Tennessee, in Columbia. That's, so that's don't 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 go pick somebody. I, I'm saying you, you said that it's here. only. That's oh my not gosh. true. Okay, I'm wandering in a circle. My head's exploded. I just, it's like, well, it's okay to call them minor attracted persons and, and, and you know, all of this Something stuff. Something you right wing media rights to, to make it a performative exercise no, to report this is on. A thing. I mean, it doesn't have any, any traction amongst people <laughs> who are reasonable and sane. Uh, you would have okay. sold, told me the same thing 10 Listen, years ago about the business. As a realtor, this yeah. past week, yeah. talking about words, because. You know, Delk's brought up that there's a change in the word from pedophile to something that would be more socially Minor able to swallow. It. Exactly. So, you know, in real estate, we're no longer allowed to say this is the master suite. Okay, that word's gone because it's it's out. That the head of the household is no longer called the master of your, his home and all he surveys that he owns. Okay, so that word's gone. Yesterday they were talking about. That the uh, in addition to those words, aloha is not to be used by anybody other than Hawaiians, which of course aloha means I'm greeting you with joy and love for you and hoping you pass it on. That's what the word aloha means, and also ola. It was just a whole litany of words that the left is del- instead of getting to people that need help, they've changed homelessness to houseless. You're not allowed to say homeless anymore. It's houseless. So but instead of correcting homeless, talking points. The University of Southern California banned the, the world fields. <laughs> yes, get it yes. Right wing. They did. Media huh? that you can't work in the fields anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah University of Southern California banned the word fields from yes. their campus. Yes, absolutely. Why is that? Because it's it tips fields? What, what, I mean, it tips like it. the word fields yes. yes so you can't say i i worked in the fields as a child yeah, that's that is culturally inappropriate and it's offensive google it folks what, we're not just well, talking what about, about let's talk about it. something that's pertaining to the american public let's i want to know about our our chaos oh, we're just describing the democrat that's party we're, we're, we're just these these little side conversations about words. Well, that's your that party. It's, well, it's something your party's promoting. Let's talk There's, about the government. Yeah, of course, you don't want to talk about it because it's embarrassing. I want to talk about things that affect me every day, your taxes, right. your government, and how the GOP right now is trying to shut down the government and, and pay their, their credit bill. All right, let's, let's talk let's, about that. What should happen? Tell me what should happen. How should that 
Should the GOP relent and say, let's raise the credit rating? Or should the GOP continue to hassle about they're going to cut Social Security, they're going to cut Medicare and all that stuff? Let's talk about stuff. It doesn't matter stuff. because whatever they do, you're going to disagree with it 100%. And even if it was a, even if you <laughs> well, well, truly well, agreed, you, you, would, yes. you would publicly yes. disagree. Yes. So it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do you think they should take a chance in decreasing our faith and credit rating in this country? Oh, Mr. York, first of all, you know, I worked for the federal government for 25 years, and I loved it every time they got one of these tussles because every time it happened, I'd get a paid vacation. I mean, one time I was off for almost 35 days, got paid for every bit of it, went hunting, went fishing, had a great time. <laughs> free money, huh, Dale? Free money. Yeah, it is, and everybody will get paid. Well, credit rating free will money. be fine. Nothing bad ever happens you know, except when I was a federal worker, I got a paid vacation. It was great. Well, so you, so you think they're going to settle and go ahead and, and, and up the credit rating? Why do we even have a credit it, ceiling if we're not going to They aren't voting on the credit them. rating, for one thing. No. They're voting on the debt ceiling. And if, and we keep, debt ceiling. if we keep raising the debt ceiling, it is going to crater our credit rating. Why do we even have a credit, a, a credit ceiling if we're just going to run past it absolutely every time without pausing well, and saying, hey, hey, guys, we spent six trillion dollars well, in the last two my, years my point is that's though, a bright just, idea debbie why don't just, you call ogles up there and tell him to put that as a motion to not have a, a debt ceiling every every two years no we don't want to jim do, but, we just spent six trillion dollars in the last two debbie, years my point here is yeah and trump spent york, eight of them mr york is doing what the democrats and the left do every time saying the planes are going to fall yes. out of the sky the yes. world's going to quit turning the credit rating's going to go to hell yes cars are going to you know explode in flames yes uh Families are going to be thrown from their houses. Grandma's going to be run off a cliff. It never happens. It never does. Okay, so you think it's going to be settled, right? At some point, it'll be settled. And see, that's another thing. The left and all these people are saying that, you know, to, what is the magic day tomorrow? Just tomorrow. That, you know, the trains are going to stop running and the planes are going to fall out of the sky. Well, they're not. Even Janet Yellen has said she's got enough money to move around to keep the Till government. June. To, to keep the government completely open till June. So it'll be a problem. But why even start that haggle, little Delt? If you know you're going to do something, I mean, that that's politics as far as I'm concerned. Why start the animosities between uh, GOP and Democrats well, you know, not doing what's right? All, all we're doing, all anybody's doing is bargaining, and it's going to take them a while. To, you know, I've, I've been in involved in many a negotiation you know in the beginning everybody just walks to their corner and says i'm not gonna well i'm not gonna give an inch and then after a while they get tired you know and they start you know and then well, i mean it, it takes in any negotiation it takes a, a good period of time days weeks before people will actually sit down and seriously saying okay you give me this i'll give you that is there anything so else that's to get the process it's got to play out is there anything else out there to get the democrats attention to slow down on spending Unless you threaten not to yeah, pay all the government workers. don't give rich people all the money. Don't give rich people all the tax breaks. That'll, that'll slow down spending. Oh, Miss York, that's absolutely unfounded. You can look at all the stats on that, and they pay like 90% of the taxes. Let's take a break. Come back. You 
Buicks of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America, and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or Parks Motor sales.com Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy.
Welcome back. Free News with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Don't forget, folks, a new round of weekly specials uh, begins up at Foodland today. You can get a circular up there, I think, in the... You can get one at the front door. You can get one in the paper. Uh, and uh, tomorrow, Terry Wilcox will call Miles Johnson and get a rundown on the specials live on the air. Again, my name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there in a foggy Biden morning. You yes, know? it is. And going up to 68 degrees the other day. But, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Now, Clayton, you, uh, you and some others went up to the uh, Alabama uh, Vanderbilt basketball game last night. How was it? We had a good time other than the traffic. You know, we uh, I took my kid and uh, my buddy took uh, his two boys, and, and we also met Coach and Drake up there. We left at 5.30 from Spring Hill, and we literally walked in as the game was about to start at 7.30. It, it, it had us getting off the interstate at Concord Road and going down uh, Franklin Road, getting off Murray Lane and taking us through Green Hills to get to, to the stadium. So, uh, you know, the traffic, that's just awful. Yeah, that is. Nashville's getting to be like Atlanta. And then getting out of the parking garage wasn't the uh, wasn't the easiest either. So, needless to say, we, uh, we got home. I think we got home about 11.30 last night. You know, I did that trip for 20 years, in and out, and every day coming home, it was something like that. Yeah, I mean, miserable. I, me and my buddy were talking the way up, like, Delk, I know you made that drive for years um, up, up to Nashville. You I, know, I, it's just, for, for 15 years or so, I mean, it, I mean, up until about, I don't know, maybe 2000. 12, 13. Yeah. It, it wasn't bad, but yeah. after that, it got horrible. I mean, you, you, we got on the interstate. Like I said, it was about 5.30. We left Spring Hill. And you just look southbound from, you know, 8.40 mm-hmm. back. I mean, it's just standstill traffic at that time of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's that way for, you know, an hour, hour and a half. I just, I, I don't know if I could do that every single day. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I did do it for two or three years. And, yeah. We, if but I, that's why it's not unreasonable to even think about. Uh, having some high-speed rail from Columbia as a hub to Nashville, or with some stops in between, and in the and the state ought to really consider doing something like that. I know there was a survey about transportation here a year or so ago, but I I haven't heard much about what they're going to do to try to enhance the transportation issues that exist in in middle tennessee well that railroad mr york is certainly something i've always had my eye on and mm-hmm. i i wish it, i wish it were i mean we're going backwards my great-grandfather james i finney was the editor of the tennessee and we're talking like 1920 and um he lived in Kalioka. And on that same rail line that's right there today, every day he would ride the train into the Tennessean, which is located exactly where it still is today, right there on on, um, Broadway. Broadway. The train station is right across the street. And he would walk across the street, do his job at the Tennessee, and then get back on the train and come home. So on the very same tracks that still exist. So why can't we get that done? I mean... So there was a conversation. I think David Hill, who bought the train depot, yeah. there was a conversation about turning that into a dinner train to go out of Columbia to Huntsville. 
Um, first of all, that's to my information is impossible because those lines do go south, but there's not a uh, functioning bridge across the Tennessee River. Well, it's uh, something that you go down. They wanted to try to do something that went down and then came back, just long mm-hmm. enough for a, a right. supper, a but dinner train. The bridge, the old bridges are there, but they're out of repair and can't be used. So going south from here, you can't cross the Tennessee River. Uh, but the problem is going to a major city like Nashville from all the hubs that's outside of Nashville, Murfreesboro, Lebanon, Dixon. There's train, there's train connection Columbia. to every one of those. From, they they from ought Queens. to work on a plan that will what? connect all of those. They're already connected, Jim. They, that rail co- is used every day. Yeah, but we don't have passenger access to that. I mean, they no. might have some. I mean, you're right, Mr. Short. No, the only passenger uh, in and out of Nashville is the train. That Lebanon. Comes, the Lebanon Star. train. Right, the Lebanon train. And is it's it being not used? been a success. I, I submit it's not been a success because of, first of all, the the track is not ideally located over there uh and it's slow <laughs> and it's slow and then when you get to nashville there's no place to park you know it would have been well worthwhile for me if the train came from columbia to buy another car and just leave it in nashville it would have been well worthwhile yeah you know delk since we are the supposed to be the technology genius of the world it was amazing for me to ride the bullet train from London to Paris and look at the mileage at 289 miles per hour, and then we can't have a passenger train to go over 70 miles per hour in this country. Well, it's it's amazing. A, I can't have a passenger train at all. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, and the Europeans just way outdo us on trains. Well, Japan uh, does South America too. way outdoes us on uh, Well, out trains. west, too. You know, you go to Seattle to Portland in no time flat. You know, I've ro- rode the train from Seattle, got off the airport, rode the train to Seattle, and was within two blocks of my hotel in Portland. I'm not familiar with that. Is that a local-type commuter train or... Yeah, it's 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 local in that area. Well, I think Amtrak they, still services. They, well, they service the east to west, and they're up. Yeah, see, Amtrak. The only train going through uh, Tennessee, the Amtrak has going through Tennessee that I know of is the uh, one from Memphis. Chicago. Yeah, it goes through Memphis, Chicago, Chicago, yeah. Memphis. Chicago to Memphis, New Orleans. Yeah, now, they New are Orleans. in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you said, I, I don't. You said there's not a bridge that is operable. Not not uh, south of columbia going south on the rails now there is a there's an operable bridge um you know the main line from uh from nashville to atlanta you know goes through cowan down there and then there there is a bridge there across the river where you can get south and i i'm not aware of an operable railroad bridge I think Chattanooga and Memphis are the only places you can get across. Did your grandfather ever tell you how long it took him to get from, say, Cullioca to Nashville, like on the daily ride up? Uh, See, we're talking about my great-grandfather. Great-grandfather, okay. And so I never knew him. Uh, And I never heard anybody talk about how long it took. I would just be interested to know how long, you know, because you said he did that every day. That's always been my information. Now, Mama did say one time that Perhaps he had an apartment in Nashville where he'd stay once in a while. Um, so that's, I mean, I just know that that his primary residence was in Kalioka, and he 
uh, you know, he didn't take a car to Nashville. When he went to Nashville, he went by train. You know, I think it probably took fantastic. him a while, Clayton. Back yeah. in those days, you know, they didn't have a real fast pace, but it was faster than a horse and buggy. Well, you know, yeah. I was reading the history of Kalioka, and you know, their football, high school football team used it for transportation, the football games. And you think about how long that must have taken them to get to say Linden. You know, from from that's probably took him a while. Now, now I can remember Clayton. Uh, this when I was young. Of course, my granddad, my granddad, as opposed to my great granddad, my granddad John Finney uh, died when I was eight. But so that gives you sort of a time reference. But I can remember Mama and I taking him to the Columbia train station, where a big passenger train pulled up, and he took that train to Chicago and came back wow. on it. Yeah, right here I from Columbia. Where was the was the train station? Was it over here? Yeah, it was the over depot. here at the Columbia, the depot. I I can remember that big train put in. It sort of had a it was one of those trains with a streamlined front, you know, and um, and we put Granddaddy on the train to go to Chicago, and I I guess he came back on it. And I don't remember picking him up, but he now, must have come back on. All we got to do is contract this country contract or state contract with, with a company out of Japan because Japan is a premier uh, bullet trains and, and fast paced trains and let them design a system to improve transportation in this country. Now it would take a long time but it would be beneficial to future generations as this area grows and as all the areas of Tennessee grow. I'd love to see it happen Mr. York. You know California of course, I mean, it's it's cause of the graft corruption and and the scope of government out there. But they, you know, they got billions of dollars in federal aid to do a high speed train. I think from L.A. to San Francisco, and they've gotten like fifty miles built, and they've run out of money, and it's never going to happen. You know, but that's because government's doing it. Yeah, and, um, and that that's that's the problem. These things in Europe, it, it's all heavily subsidized by uh, government. <laughs> But they're well. They do public-private partnerships. You know, you there's know. you know even their their mass bridges. The 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 private sector will build them, and then they're able to collect yeah. fees until it's paid back with a certain amount mm-hmm. of profit over so many years. Yeah, but Hi- you know, hyperloop. But folks, when you go to Germany and France and England, you know, I mean, these folks uh, they make they make socialism work. Uh, when in the United States, when you give so when they give billions to. You know, to they contract out when France contracts out billions to get a train track run, they actually get a train track run. In the United States, we're, we're culturally different. You kind of, you put out billions out there, it all goes out the back door in suitcases, and the track doesn't. Well, the help. capitalists get involved, Delk, and they're about making money, and they're gonna take as much as they can take if they no. get involved in a project. So I actually the capitalists think, no. ruin the whole uh, program. No, I it, think it's, if you it's get, mostly Democrats, it is, Mr. York, and they just haul it out the no, back door in suitcases. It never. It, it's a money laundering scheme is one thing because yeah. they're they've got their bidders out there. That's oh, mm-hmm. look, get this bid, and then I get such a kickback. This way it works. And but. and in Europe, in France, and Germany, the capitalists are involved. They're the and ones. I, they, in Europe, the capitalists are involved because they're the ones who get contracted with to build the train tracks right. and, and, and to run said, the trains. But they actually do it rather than hauling it out the back door in suitcases. Right. And, yeah, like look at that English Channel. You know, like the bill in the tunnel. Yes, it took they, them years to do it, but they got it done and they did it in, in fair fashion. It you know? was a mammoth project that they did in fair fashion. But it's just not going to happen in the United States 
particularly in a, in a blue state, all the money will just go out the back door in suitcases. I think they're still – they've been trying to dig a tunnel under Seattle or Portland now for about 30 years, and they've gone absolutely nowhere, and it's because the money's going out the back door in suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad knew or could see that the train travel was going to go away. So when my brother and I were really young, probably – eight and six so late 60s early 70s somewhere in there he drove us to louisville kentucky and he put us on the train there to just come back to nashville and he met us in nashville to pick us up just so we could have the experience but if i if i were if i were queen for the day i would really look at the center portions of all interstates since we already own the the property don't have to eminent domain anything there are some things that could be done i would elevate that high speed rail above the interstate and go well musk Musk has the idea of the hyperloop i've ever heard you made about improving social conditions in in transportation well it is a good idea mr york but it's not going to happen and i tell you what is going to happen that i've got mixed feelings about but the governor's already uh, basically announced in one of his big initiatives, and it looks like it's, you know, when Scott was, Sapecki was in here, it looks as if this is what Tennessee will pass and do. Uh, these, uh, if those of you who have been to Atlanta have seen these toll roads they've built that are supplemental roads to the existing roads, and you pay a toll to use them, private company bills them, then recoups their investment through the tolls over a period of time. That's the direction. You know, you may like it, you may not. I've got reservations about it, but yeah. that's the direction. Yeah, who's going to make the money, Del? Is the private company that uh, the these listening going to make the money? The private company well, that builds it negotiates to keep the funds for Well, so I mean, long. it's already built. All you got to do is paint HOV and put some barriers up. It's already there. Well, I'm but not, the money that they collect, shouldn't that go back to the state instead are, of some private entity? Are they talking about the got, HOV lanes? No, we're not talking about that. HOV lanes. No. Yeah, yeah, but they're going to turn them into toll lanes. They're, You're talking no, about like what no, they have in Atlanta. No, people, no. Gosh, yeah. people can't see. Um, there are additional lanes that will be built. They're in Atlanta. I got some in Atlanta. In Atlanta, you yeah. can see it. There are, there are additional lanes, yeah, but you can't use them unless you pay a toll. And the reason for the the toll, yes, of course, it will go to the private company, Mr. York, because they're the ones who are going to pay for the new road or the new lanes. Yep. And they, so in that way, the state of Tennessee doesn't have to pay for the new lanes. Well, I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see the paperwork on it because I guarantee you that the private companies are going to get, they're not going to put up that kind of money and the state's going to put up the money and the private company is going to benefit from it. As I said, in Britain, they get... Mr. York, you know, the the city of Atlanta is doing it. Yeah. And the the people who are, uh, you know, authorize that or, you know, the, the Fulton County folks who are, you know, black ruled, um, they're all for it down there. So, uh, you know. I, well, as I said, in, in I, I England. Don't, I mean, I don't dislike it for that reason, but I, I think I, I'm just not sure that the answer to this is building more roads. Because every time, I've been right. to Dash for 25 years, every time they build another road, by the time they get it open, it's just as crowded and slow and messed up as the one that they improved. Right. You know. They never keep up with the growth. Never. Well, what are you going to do? Build a 20-lane interstate? You know, I mean... <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it just... No, I mean, it, it, even if you got uh, built a 20-lane interstate, it, it wouldn't work. And how in the world would you drive on such a thing? You know. <laughs>
All right, come on. Let's take a break. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. Kick off the new year with new home upgrades from Hiller. This month, when you buy something you need for your home, we'll give you something you want. For a limited time, when you purchase a new whole home generator, new tankless water heater, or select new HVAC systems, we'll give you a free 55-inch TV, free solo smokeless stove, or a free Nintendo Switch. Pick your prize when you upgrade essential systems for your home. Don't wait. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the happy face truck today. The crimson and white jerseys. Front court to the rack and the flood. The sound of a buzzer beater. Got it to go as the buzzer sounds. The roll tide chant from the crowd. Three. Count it. And he's fouled. It can only be Alabama basketball. Join the Alabama Crimson Tide right here. Face oh, off. Count it. And he's fouled. He'll go to the bench. On your home for Alabama basketball. The Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. 
That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Okay, we are back. Three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Hat. And uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. <laughs> Thank you. you. Good morning. Sort All of right. like Jim, uh, Joe Biden not able to remember Martin Luther King's name while he sang Happy there Birthday. There we go. But it, it's obvious that we are all concerned, though, about transportation here in Middle Tennessee. Yes. Uh, we all don't want to be the next Atlanta, although we are rapidly becoming the next Atlanta, and yes. it seems inexorable that it's going to happen. Uh, you know, and that's government rarely has the vision to get out ahead and do something innovative and the problem is when something innovative is proposed people just don't understand it until they see it and so you got a chicken and egg problem going on you know the interstates in this country would never have been built right if the gis in germany had not seen the autobahns that the germans had invented right now those folks invent stuff they do and uh they saw those Autobahns, and so, you know, having given, you know, a vision to a significant number of Americans, they supported the establishment of the interstate highway system in the 1950s. If you go back and look at the historical accounts of that political battle, though, it was a battle royal. Uh, many, many people around the country just not could not envision a road without unlimited access businesses up and down it and if if of course if you had that then the you know you see that right now when you got unlimited access the road in and around these urban areas just becomes useless that's what clayton was talking about last night you can't get up and down 31 anymore no not it, the nashville highway it is and a- so it was it was a huge political battle where because people had seen autobahns in germany's gis in the second world war uh, the folks who wanted to have limited access uh, interstates as we have today prevailed, and that became our interstate highway system. Now, the other thing is, though, it just amazes me that people are calling for, uh, you know, a, a four-laning of 412 out to the interstate, that people are calling for a four-laning of 31 north. Folks, go over to Murfreesboro and see where they did that. It's it's gridlock. It's stoplight after stoplight after stoplight. We're not. We, Columbia is becoming landlocked, and the only way out is going to be a you know a limited access Saturn Parkway type road from downtown Columbia out to the interstate. And otherwise, you know, we're going to be talking about just like what it took them forty minutes to get up thirty one last night and go over at uh, Saturn Parkway. 
and and uh, that's what you're going to be talking about. And uh, you know, you can four lane four twelve out to the interstate all you want, but it's going to be red light after red light. They are talking about making at least a small portion right there between Cox, but before you get to the interchange, limited access. That's not going to do any good. You know, and and the interchange there, the interchange at Highway Thirty, Dashville Highway, and Four Twelve out there, you can't you can't get through there during rush hour. I mean, if you're going to continue to use the way that the only way that's going to be solved is by a full scale overpass, underpass, uh, cloverleaf type system. I mean, we we are boxing ourselves in, and yet people keep calling to four lane. 412 i mean or four lane 31 uh but you got to do something delk uh, the public is going to demand that some kind of relief take place you can't just have a two-lane road when you need a four or five lane and people are going to demand it and they're going to oh, go I'm, to the ballot box and make sure it, it gets done uh, i mean at that's some the point that's the problem with the politics of roads though i mean yeah, a, a huge number of people including our political leadership saying you know four lane 412 uh, and you know Nashville Highway is four-lane already. And, you know, in the last few years, we've seen red light after red light go up on it. And, it, like I said, it took them, it took them 45 minutes to get from Columbia uh, up to Spring Hill and then over on Saturn Parkway to get on the interstate last night. I mean, it's, 31 North is just useless now. You know, I mean, you, it's four-lane. You know, the miracle of the interstate system as you said when they were building it during Eisenhower's <laughs> years, is they described it that you could get on in a Santa, uh, San Diego, California, and drive to New York without getting off. It, without a turn, you don't have to stop. If you were able to have fuel to last, you could do it in one solid swoop. That is the most amazing thing ever, you know? But I don't know if we are capable of big projects like that again. Would we be able to do the Panama Canal like Roosevelt did? Would we have bought Alaska for $50,000, which turned out to be one of the most brilliant purchases that we've ever done? You know, we just we if just we don't have someone. Alaska from the Russians, why can't we sell California to the Chinese? <laughs> well, you, you got too many self-serving politicians. They're about themselves and making money. They're not going to do any projects that's going to benefit the, the, the working public. Well, you've got to have somebody with the political will to say, we are going to do this. And it is going to be like the Manhattan Project, where we make these decisions and we get it done, period. And I think that that needs well, to be happening. With all due respect, there was a Coach lot of... Mike Lyle, what's up, man? Uh, there was also... You know, I remember reading some headlines and stuff like that. They were talking about Alaska. There was a lot of debate yes. when that was because it was called Seward's Folly. Folly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, why spend so much money on this useless piece of... Mm-hmm land yes. out here that's constantly frozen but it's you know, got the biggest oil kind of, reserves of course that yeah we, it, right. we, we found out yeah yeah we find yes. out down the road that that, that yeah well, it was a great purchase california and, Newsom's folly and, and, uh, <laughs> and i'm gonna but, tell you but I'm saying, what i'm saying at the time of Ms. the purchase mm-hmm. it was not one of those things it, it was, was not, not considered a brilliant move it was not I mean, that's, it was. that's the solution to this debt ceiling problem i mean we we could wipe out we could sell Chinese got the money too. We could sell California to them for the national debt. Just wipe it out, and it, wipe out two problems at once: California and the national debt. Easy piece. Or either sell all the southern states. That would get rid. Of, that would get rid of a lot of them. Too. I would be happy to get sold. 
<laughs> go to China. Yeah, go to China. No, we're not to the Chinese. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, let no. the Chinese buy all the southern states. I'm I'm in. Well, right now China is buying a lot of the you southern say, states. I think how many oh. acres he, they've they've bought like I don't know, 120,000 acres or more or a million acres right outside of Austin near the airport. So uh, there's a lot of states banning Chinese ownership of farmland. Yeah, that's a different subject that yeah. I've. I, there's but they, a lot of, there's but a they lot are of hysteria us. going on about the Chinese that I think is unwarranted. Um, Every day they provide jobs for American citizens, and they're yeah, under the, the and different names. Folks, and, and people you know, don't say anything about turning those checks in that they receive for no, their pay. No, just get over it. They're going to be the big dog in the world in this century. They, and people want to keep wanting to, you know, build up. The military-industrial complex, you know, has been exposed. Because for years they've been saying, Russia, 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 they got a new big missile, new, you know, whatever. Turned out they got an army that's no more effective than the Russian, than the right. Vermont National Guard. Right. And so the military-industrial complex can't use that anymore to get, you know, billions of dollars from the federal government. So now they're making the Chinese the boogeyman. Well, first of all, people, we cannot win a war against the Chinese. They have got over a billion and a half people. They've got money. They've got uh They've got manufacturing resources that they have and, all of and, our manufacturing resources. Well, they may have it, but it's people. It's a reality. Just get over it, and because they are going to be the big dog, and we can't beat them. We don't have the we. For one thing, we just simply don't have the manpower. We're a country of three hundred twenty million people against a country of one point five billion. We're going to lose. And they've got the technology that we've got now. So, so you, what we've got to do is, you know, we, well, we need peacefully to step coexist. Up. No, that's well, right. Got, no, we America's need to coexist, Mr. America's got to step up as game. Coexist. I don't that's mind exactly co- right. I Mr. think York. the Chinese people are the most amazing people. Oh, the Taiwanese, you. yes, but the so now right, you're doing no, the good engine, no, no, bad no, engine. No, no, hey, yeah. they, did you know that the Chinese government wait, is putting police officers in New England? their own police stations to watch their people in the United States. There's a discussion going on right now. Are we going to allow the police? Why are we going to allow well, Chinese here the, to the police Russians, our own the citizens? The Chinese. All right. Uh, let's talk a minute about Coach Mike Lyle and the Southgate Church of Christ. Uh, we've had a disaster down in Selmer, Alabama. And uh, the uh, tornadoes, eight people killed, uh, property destruction, and the Southgate Church of Christ folks is, uh, you know, their their outreach. That I think a few years ago they decided what they wanted to specialize in is uh, disaster relief, and they have a team. They've got equipment. They do it quite well. Coach Lyle, tell us what y'all are doing in Selma right now. Uh, yeah, as we speak right now, they are probably finishing up breakfast uh, down there. Uh, our our disaster relief team we go down to feed a group of people for roughly three days is what we can we've we figured out we can take with us as far as the food supplies and and, and stuff like that but we take a food truck or a food trailer actually uh we didn't we didn't buy a truck we bought a trailer that we could put in behind any vehicle uh that, that could tow it and uh they we've got a team of eight people on the ground down there uh feeding uh they're they're anticipating roughly 200 meals 200 
uh, folks per meal uh, down there. So uh, they'll do 600 meals a day for the next three days. So, so you all so are prepared to serve 1,800, 18, 1800 meals. meals over the next three days. And your and, team uh, got there last night, uh, right? The team got there safely last night. I got a uh, got a text from my wife that they, they got there. They, they've got their trailer in place. And uh, so they were supposed to get up early this morning and, and start cooking and, and start uh, distributing the the meals uh, just uh, you know again i want to ask everybody to keep them in your thoughts and prayers keep the, keep selma alabama in your thoughts and prayers They're, they've got a long road to recovery uh, our group will be there three days and then we, we you know we're going to have to come back and uh, we'll we'll see from there whether you know whether we need to go back for a little while or not um Usually, that three days break gives them a chance to get them get themselves back on their feet, where they can handle, you know, where the the local church there can handle a lot of it. Right. So uh, that that's kind of the, the goal we have is to get in there and kind of give them a break after after a little bit, the, so the, they can the local churches, yeah, or the, other organizations, yeah, and, and, and stuff like that. So now, uh, but for, uh, for people again, to help, though. yeah, this stuff doesn't come free. All right. uh, <laughs> so we need help uh, as much as you can. Uh, you can go to the Southgate Church of Christ dot org uh go to that website and on the lower right hand corner is a blue give button you hit that and it'll of course i ask you how much you want to give you can uh, earmark that for disaster relief effort uh or you can call the office at 931-388-7334 they can give you other instructions on how to you know what our mailing address and all that stuff if you want to mail it to them or if you want to bring it here by the by the station i'll make sure it gets there uh it gets to the right people on, on that but uh again keep them in your thoughts and prayers uh they did arrive safely and they are they got boots on the ground and going at it right now all right folks so help out help out the southgate church christ again all like so many things in and around columbia murray county the little engine that could you know it's uh they get a big job done and it's just absolutely amazing all right as we're about to close out here's uh the things that the left and the democrat democratic party are are for uh ban gas stoves ban gas cars ban plastic bags ban plastic straws ban guns ban incandescent light bulbs ban fracking ban offshore oil drilling and let's see bill gates you know the founder of microsoft he wants us to eat fake meat uh so to help with uh climate change and global warming he also advocates putting uh the covid19 vaccine in our food where we uh have to take it whether we want it or not uh wants to kill social security start stop up the age of Social Security to 77. They want to kill Social Security for kids. They want to 